0: Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we are reading books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Anna.
1: And I'm Em. This week on Shelf Aware, we're continuing my squeaky clean romance unit. (laughs) So we read the 1970-something classic, Love Comes Softly by Jeanette Oak, but before we get into that um anna yeah what
0: what is this genre all about What's what is the genre all about um here's the thing i don't have i don't have like a ton of new information for y'all if you've been listening to the podcast for a while um you know our thoughts on what what constitutes a romance you know our thoughts about probably way too much about our interests in romance and things like that. I can give you a little bit. What What is what is cleaner? Sweet romance, I guess. I prefer to call it sweet romance for reasons I'll get into a little bit. Um, but what is this genre? Well, these are – I read a Washington Post article that called it the no-sex romance genre. Um, there's usually no sex in these books or very veiled references like we get our closed door or fade to black – scenes which mm-hmm. is, is kind of like what it sounds like they're like and then we went to the bedroom and laid together um because the other thing about it is there's usually clean language also in the book no swears no curses yeah. no taking the lord's name in vain
1: interesting i didn't even think of that angle
0: yes yes because um Sweet romances tend to value well. They're like traditional values kind of books, like mm-hmm, the good old days. No premarital sex, usually. In fact, the books are about the journey to the declaration of love. Um, from what I can gather, mm. there's a lot of like emphasis on the connection between the two and the flirtation, and the flirtations and the crushing and the like. Uh, how you woo someone, essentially. They're all slow burns from what I can tell. They don't have that messy third act breakup.
1: And this might just be getting into kind of my thoughts on the genre in general, but yes, I've heard that sort of thing described before of like, well, it's all about getting to the I love you. But I feel like most romances, whether they have sex or not, are about getting to the I love you. To the
0: commitment. Yeah.
1: And I, I appreciate, you know, no third act breakup and it being a slow burn. But also I've read slow burns that they don't get together until the very end, but then there's still mm-hmm. sex at the end, and that doesn't, you know, make it less, like, wholesome. Uh, I don't know. Just yeah. The whole, the, this is uh, this is getting into it's, why I don't like the genre. Um. I.
0: Yeah, I'll say that for it because I have it all at the end. But yeah, like the term itself, clean romance, is very, yuck, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, so I agree with you though. I was I was like reading all this, and I was like, romance with sex can also have these things. Like we don't. Okay, whatever. Um, Some people would also call this YA or teen romance, Hmm. which it's also interesting because of the implications that teens don't swear or have sex or do anything that would be considered non-traditional.
1: Also, I've seen like teen romances that fit under this, but Mm -hmm. I've also seen a ton of these, like we joked before about the Amish romances those are not marketed uh-huh. towards teens like, no uh-uh.
0: and i don't think this book would be no. either A teen would find this very boring <laughs> as did i uh, <laughs> we're also seeing this um introduction of the term proper romances which mm. has kind of uh been pushed forward by shadow mountain publishing who is the publishing group that uh did edenbrook mm.
1: which
0: is the book we read the first book in this unit if you had not heard, um, and the publishing manager and acquisitions editor over there said that proper romances are clean, smart, engaging romantic stories that will never embarrass the reader. <laughs> okay, all There's, right. That's that's loaded. We know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, making a lot of assumptions about erotica or or just like sex scenes in general it doesn't have to be an erotic novel to have a sex scene in it, right? Um. And I I don't know, just proper to me also, like, gives off historical vibes. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's, like, the intention there, but it does, the word association, right? Um, And the author of Edenbrook, Julianne Donaldson, I think her name was, was even quoted as saying, like, There should be more of a market for no sex romances. I agree. Everyone has their thing. Not everyone wants to read explicit sex scenes and that's fine. I'm not one of those people, but that's fine for them. I'm not, I'm not going to yuck their yum on that. Uh, But I, I thought it was interesting that she specifically said that there isn't a lot of options for that outside of inspirational fiction or inspirational romance. And that's kind of why she decided to write Eaton Brook. She wanted that option available to readers who weren't, maybe into the whole religious vibes. What is inspirational romance? Great question. Glad I gave you the opportunity to ask. (laughs) Uh, There is a little bit of overlap here in that it's very, like we said, traditional values, very like purity culture, very like no premarital sex, no premarital touching, you know, you know the whole thing. But I thought there's this interesting like requirement Uh, additional requirement which as you can imagine is a religious requirement that the couple together like they usually go on a spiritual journey together like how they as a couple become closer to god because of Mm -hmm. their relationship feelings about that aside that that's just something that is included in a lot of those type of books Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i I think you see it a little bit in this one it's yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's very interesting i what not interesting (laughs) Nothing about this particular book, spoilers. I found interesting, but the religious conversion was just
1: okay. Yeah, I've, I have right. things to say about that, but we'll save <laughs> sure. that for later.
0: Uh, so, should we call them clean or proper romances? My personal opinion: no, because that's rape culture. Like, <laughs>
1: nope. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think I agree. I think that like my Stance and why I picked this unit was because I feel that the thing that books marketed as clean or proper or inspirational Mm -hmm. or whatever, what they're really doing is trying to take a moral high ground. I think that there are plenty of books that exist that do not have sex in them that are not marketed in this way. That aren't marketed as clean, proper, pure, inspirational, whatever, and that's fine. And that people who like no sex books certainly have those options. And that's not what I'm talking about, right? right. I'm talking mm-hmm. about specifically this marketing technique of being like, "Well, we're for the good girls who don't like that icky mm-hmm. sex stuff. Nothing to be embarrassed about here." And I find that very gross. gross. Yeah, very, very gross. gross. Um, very much sex talking isn't down dirty. To Sex isn't dirty. Um, it's very patriarchal in terms of the idea that women shouldn't enjoy sex. Um, it's very uh, silly to be like, oh, well, including sex in a book makes it not intellectual. Okay. Mm-hmm. What?
0: Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> not not to mention this whole, like, a woman who has sex is dirty mm-hmm. before, before marriage. So then... Actively encouraging readers or, you know, the children, daughters of readers to, if they want to keep their image of good girls, to, like, hide sexual assault committed against them. You know, like, this isn't giving women any sort of platform for anything by right. calling it clean. And and I don't know. I sometimes you, sometimes you think, like, oh, it's just a word, like, blah, blah, blah. It's not doing any harm. But there is, like, that very – that's a very strong mm-hmm. – connotation there and also a little hypocritical because a book can be labeled clean but then not even take into account non-sexual violence that occurs in the book like yeah twilight
1: <laughs> i also think that even aside from the specific labeling of clean because you like you mentioned like there's a push for it to be called proper romance in some some also, and not great not great either because <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess it, prop like clean the the opposite would be dirty, right? And I don't think that you can really mm-hmm. make the case like if you are calling yourself clean, you are calling everything else dirty, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I I guess you could make the case proper. The opposite would be improper, and like improper, I feel like doesn't have quite the like as loaded of connotations. Like yeah, that's true. improper can be kind of like woohoo, we're improper. Ladies. I wore jeans to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I. That one's a little bit like, okay, I guess is like an mm-hmm. alternative to clean. I get that. But even aside from the labeling of it, of using these terms, which are inherently very loaded, there's also like, these books, I feel kind of like you mentioned, are very much in the same, like... Wouldn't it be great if we went back to the good old days where women didn't have sex before marriage and also there were no black people and also there were no gay mm. people. Like that's <laughs> I I'm not to say that I'm sure there are some books that are marketed as clean romance or whatever out there that have diverse casts
0: mm-hmm. but
1: that hasn't been what we've been seeing so
0: far. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is also very
0: true, isn't it? It's a very um one-sided look at mm-hmm. some people's romance. Yeah. <laughs> Not to say that sweet, no sex romance books don't exist that are diverse, just that right. the No they don't, see, they don't get
1: marketed this way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I also like considering that like clean or sweet romance is often equated to YA romance by some people like are we not doing teens a disservice by sh- not showing them that some some teens are sexually active and others aren't and both are okay um I like I, I know there's a lot of points to consider like how much sex in a YA book is okay like you don't obviously you do not want to be too graphic and adults really I don't know writing writing sex teens about minors is weird but like to erase all mention of it altogether and like other healthy like sexual exploration like um you know even just masturbating or lgbtq stuff stuff just you know the whole lgbtq thing uh (laughs) (laughs) but you know the the exploration of being a teenager and young adult and and having that completely wiped away just seems you know for the formative types kind of a disservice there
1: i think it's it's a topic that's obviously very hot button right now because of you know
0: i mean yeah i understand why people say there shouldn't be sex explicit sex scenes in ya because like there's i I can understand why people would say that but i can also understand like there needs to be some kind of representation you can't just say no teen has sex
1: i think to me also there is a difference between like again and again i think it's marketing i i there is a difference to me of YA books in which sex is either not something that's handled or is fade to black or whatever, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it is, um, it, it it is tertiary to the plot perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, and books that are marketing themselves based on, isn't it good to not have sex? (laughs) Like, like, I think that's really what this is. The distinction is for me when, when it's the very abstinence only. Yes, when the abstinence becomes a feature of the book rather than a you know, it a, just a, a just it thing that, that way. is there. Like Yeah. I'm I'm totally not trying to be like every single book, especially for teens, needs to have graphic sex scenes in it. Yeah. That's not yeah. what I'm I don't think that's what either of us are saying. But <laughs> like I think that when the point is. When the point is. Yeah, yeah when the point is it's bad to, and this book, it was a, it was not as reactionary in that way as I feel like Edenbrook was, where Edenbrook mm-hmm. is very much like, and I mean, there definitely is some stuff in this book that I'm like, this is very clearly a, a moralizing about don't have sex or you'll get pregnant and die, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but definitely between this and Edenbrook, it's like, this is very clearly making a point that, and I think this is kind of the defense I've read in a lot of people being like, well, we're not saying that everyone else is dirty. We're just saying it's so good and wholesome and pure to wait. And it's like you get that by saying that you are saying that it is unwholesome and impure yeah. to not wait. Right. Yeah. Like, when
0: you say that that's the standard, like clearly that you're saying that other things are not correct in your eyes. like Right. Yeah. And And just, I don't know. Like there's a lot of other things that fall under this clean romance umbrella that isn't sexual, like swearing, drugs, alcohol, that are things that people do both recreationally and maybe to excess, but are very realistic things that people do and are not moral, you know, like they're, Mm. that's, that's not, they're, they're neutral, right? Swearing, neutral, Unless you're like, I guess, super trying to insult somebody. But for the most part, the way that most people use swearing as like an emphasis more Mm -hmm. so than a bullying tactic or like having, having some drinks, getting, God forbid, having a fun night and getting drunk, Mm. morally neutral. But this, this genre would suggest otherwise. So I just, especially like when you're saying that this is the blueprint for teen romance, Uh, whatever it shouldn't be you all know us you all know how we feel about everything at this point it's been hundreds of episodes so
1: i think also like it's interesting that you're bringing it to the teen romance thing because i hadn't really considered this is like a teen romance genre really i had very much assumed that this was for adults
0: um yeah and i think uh I had read a couple of articles where they had quoted like specifically like teen librarians saying, I'm always looking for clean romances to, to suggest to people or, you know, I think it's like that, that bridge of going from teenagehood or childhood to adulthood and wanting to learn how to navigate the mores of, is that the word, word? mores of adult relationships and, 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 I, I, understandably, not wanting to get in trouble with providing highly sexual content to a teen, you want to look for something that you know there's not going to be any question about. But I
1: don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I would posit that I would have a much bigger issue with a teen reading and internalizing this book than like yeah most of the like rom-com new adult type you know like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah anyway we'll get into it
0: yeah and i mean yeah i guess there's also something there about like adults who turn to YA romance because they they also have an expectation that it will be clean when they don't want to have to like Mm. look through content warnings and stuff um like, I I had to do extensively to just find books that didn't have sex in them. Yeah.
1: Uh, but, um, yeah. But I feel like I, that, again, like, I get, I think really what we need is to just move away from having this sort of label on it because it's moralizing and bullshit. Yes. And I think we just need to do, you know, whether you want to do the hot pepper scale or whatever of, like, one to five how much spice it is, you know, and go with that so that people, it's not a moral thing of like, oh, there's no sex that's so pure and just be like, there's no on page sex in this. Yeah, I, we don't we it, it doesn't need to be we need to get better at trigger warnings and content warnings and Agreed. stuff like that mm-hmm. so that people can engage in media in a safe and comfortable way for them. I don't think the answer is, is found in pure romance or clean romance.
0: Yeah, no, no. Um, and, and, and you know, certainly there there are people out there who don't want to read explicit sex again. We understand that, but it shouldn't be the solution to what is perceived as a problem, but isn't really a problem. Let people be horny. <laughs> Let people be horny.
1: <laughs> that being said, um, would you recommend this? Who would you recommend this book? To? I
0: don't I... You know, I had grandparents that really loved Western novels. <laughs> this could be for them. They were very Catholic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this isn't Catholic, though. This is evangelical. Yeah. No, this is Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah so
0: I don't know. There could be some comfort there. There could also be some differing ideologies. Mm. Uh, they did love Westerns, though. I think, um, I mean, yes. Are there, are there religious people who read books and enjoy romance novels? Yes, this book is for them.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Not feel like me. this is... Something I've said maybe one time before, and I'm trying to remember what book it was for. But I do not think there is much, if any, overlap with people who listen to this podcast and Mm-mm. people who would enjoy this book.
0: Yeah, no, this is this is this is niche to not everyone here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but you know, if you've got a a work acquaintance who you have to get a birthday, no, this would be weird to get them. This I would don't be know. a
0: weird one. There's a <laughs> lot. Know. Um, yeah, there, there's also a lot in this book, too, going on with, like, childbirth and uh-huh. death of a spouse, death of a parent, uh-huh. like, it, it is it
1: handled well? Nope. We'll, we'll discuss. <laughs> so, this book sucked. What else have you been reading?
0: I read a very adorable little middle grade graphic novel called Marshmallow and Jordan, Oh. it takes place in Indonesia and a, uh, a middle school girl who had an accident a couple years ago and now uses wheelchair as a mobility aid. And she used to be on the basketball team at school, um, but is then um, with the help of a white elephant who she adopts as a pet is encouraged to join the water polo team. It makes a lot more sense in the context of the comic Um <laughs> not i mean this elephant just shows up and everyone's happy about it and it goes to school and everything um but yeah it's called marshmallow and jordan by alina chow and it's just got such beautiful soft artwork i loved it the story was cute um and i think it, it yeah it just came out last year so give it a look see i don't read a lot of middle grade um But except animorphs and warrior cats, Cats, which is you know (laughs) enough for me. Uh, So I haven't really like delved into the genre, the 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 demographic. I don't Mm -hmm. know a lot, Uh, but I thought this was very cute and wholesome and
1: clean. (laughs) (laughs) Important. (laughs) What about you? Um, I'm in the middle of a historical called. A Duke, The Lady, and a Baby by Vanessa um, Riley. Um,
0: which, gotta get that baby in exactly. there. Exactly.
1: I was like, well, here's a baby book. Let's see if this one's good. Um, it's significantly better than this. It's also on Kindle Unlimited right now. So Okay. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cute. I'm into it.
0: I don't typically like romances where a baby is part of the plot. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like accidental pregnancy. I don't like the raising the child together. I just, I don't like to read about kids in my romance books um
1: well i've got another one then that you won't like all right
0: tell me about <laughs> it so i won't read it
1: <laughs> i also read um i believe one of our prompts this for our reading challenge is a book in translation yes and i might have already done this uh that prompt but i'm doing it again um because i read uh a book called the america the english translation of it is to the sky kingdom by tang chi but I started reading it and I was like, this seems so familiar. Why does this seem so familiar? And I assumed it was because it was like, it's kind of based in Chinese mythology very, very loosely. And mm-hmm. I assumed it was like, oh, I must have read something else based in the same mythology. No, I fully have started watching the show that this book, that's based on this book. <laughs> um, it's called Eternal Love. Yes, and you, you see, told me about yes, that. I Yes, you think. see why yes. I was like, oh... I didn't catch it. Oh, I do like different. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the so in the, the show, basically, like, it's immortals and gods and stuff. And there's various um, people having new lives or losing memories and whatever. So there's like three lifetimes, basically, mm-hmm. that they're going through. Um, and the show, it goes in order one, two, three. The book goes two, three flashbacks to one, so that's why I didn't pick up on it at first because it was like in the middle. Yeah, so but yeah. I read the book; it was pretty good. Um, but also, there is a a uh, baby involved, so you know.
0: Yeah, it's just not my preferred. I don't. I don't know. Um, there's nothing like I find offensive about it. I just like, anytime I see there's i I'm just like,
1: oh, never mind then. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. I usually don't lean baby either, but I just kind of stumbled into, you know, a couple baby books
0: mm-hmm.
1: back to back there. I yeah, I'm, sh-
0: I'm sure there are good ones out there. Maybe that'll yeah. be a unit for me one day is baby, baby books. books. Um, speaking of sea speaking dramas, I, uh, I started to be watching Love O2O um, oh because it's like it's just been I've had a really shit couple of weeks. And like <laughs> I just I needed a comfort show. Um, the show is so much more improved when you can just fast forward through the bee, bee romance i didn't give a shit about them the first time even worse the second time i got to the scene where she kind of like gets her revenge by showing up and being pretty you know what i mean at that dinner party and then i was like i'm satisfied now my heart is full i can, I can be, be done. done i can let i can let love o go but then i kept watching of course because boy boy is that an attractive couple i'll tell you
1: See, I also was on a rewatch bench, but it was just rewatching uh, uh, our flag moon's death. It's oh, yeah. Got to keep boosting those numbers.
0: Absolutely fucking destroyed my life. I was not, as as 32, almost 33 years old, I was not ready to become part of a fandom again. You know? I know. It's weird. I didn't. It, it's so weird now being older and feeling just as passionate about this. And I was like, I, I thought, like,. Was was super hoolock and I was more hoolock than super ever. Um, <laughs> I I just I've only seen like five. No, I think I've seen the whole first season of Supernatural. I don't know. Um, I was like, I I can I can be done now. I had my time I on the internet. Rest. I made my tumblers. I did the gift sets, whatever. But now our flag means death and good omens, and what we do in the shadows being the new super Hulak. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just. You know, it feels right. It just feels right to make my re-entrance into Phantom.
1: (laughs) I'm about to make this my entire personality.
0: Um, Yep, yep. (laughs) Here comes the secret Twitter account I'm not going to tell anybody about. (laughs) Anyway, God. All right. Well, I'm glad we vamped for this long because there's really not much. Guess what, guys? Um, We read a book that takes place in the days of the Wild West. Um, It's a chores book.
1: Um, I didn't realize until like I got most of the way through this book that I have watched a show that is based on a book by this author. Um
0: Jeanette Oak. Uh-huh. 'Cause she
1: wrote, she wrote she a, wrote a book series called When Calls the Heart, which like this is based in the Canadian frontier. Um This is Canada? Yeah, I was was going to say, I don't think you can get that this is Canada at all from the actual book, but it is based in Canada. Sorry Um, to
0: Canadian representation. Yeah.
1: uh, And that is on Hallmark. And I did not, back when that first started airing, or not when it started airing, when it was first on Netflix, I watched like a couple seasons of it, I think. And uh-huh. then started getting kind of, like, Christian inspirational and stuff. And I was like, I'm Gotta checking out. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's apparently a very, like, influential, like, inspirational writer. Kind of foundational to the inspirational
0: Yeah. Genre. I guess that explains why this is still on Kindle Unlimited after yeah. so long. Because, you know, bo- most books from that time period probably would not get digitized in this way, I would imagine. Especially Romance. Romance. But yeah, I can I can see that. There's a lot here for a certain type of reader. Um I'm just I'm not the audience, not the intended audience, and that's fine. Uh, all right. <laughs> here it goes. This book starts off with Marty, a young woman of 19 traveling to the Canadian frontier. Apparently, I was like this is probably Wyoming i just i know it doesn't even like uh, calm yes am i american yes or sorry i guess i should say uscn am i am i from the united states yes do i consider any other country in this continent (laughs) clearly not because of the fact that i said i'm american um
1: i was very confused about where this was supposed to take place until i realized that jeanette oak is like famously canadian Wrote mm-hmm. this and it's probably because again it doesn't say it's in Canada. A, a few. It times, just says she, it's still
0: snowing in May, and I was like, that sounds miserable. Uh
1: huh. And Must a few times, Wyoming. Marty, Marty's like, I hate this country, or you shouldn't hate this country, and I'm like, I don't get what this is, but they never say what the name of the country is, and it's because it's Canada. And I guess she didn't want to. She wanted us U.S.ians to just assume it was the U.S. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was very confused because this book is written in dialect for most of it yes and it's very poorly this was the other thing in addition to me hating everything this book stands for and a couple other issues i have with it uh we'll get into Mm -hmm. it's very badly written in terms of the dialect like Mm
0: -hmm. it's not natural sounding
1: at all no i don't know what they were sounding like in canada at this time period but it's like she had a list of words that she was like, these need to be contractions always.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On the like second or third page, there's a line someone says where she has a contraction that just makes absolutely no fucking sense. Because it's the word about. And of course, she shortens it to about, which makes sense at the beginning yes. of a sentence or in certain words that like end in vowels or things like that. Right. It doesn't make sense after the word what. What, what about. about? What about? Like you need to either drop the t in what also, what yeah. or you need to have the a there because it doesn't work. Yeah, so, no. And then like she she spells for as f or er, f e r. She spells u as y a or y e, and I'm like you. I don't know what. Yes.
0: Here is my example sentence. I don't suppose you've had your time to plan. Ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. (laughs) You have the word you, just fine. You've had your time to plan.
1: I don't know what they're supposed to sound like. It's like she just decided she, maybe her keyboard was broken when she was typing the dialogue and certain letters just weren't available. So she was just like, I'll put an apostrophe here and remember to come back and fix it later. But that didn't happen
0: (laughs) yeah i it was very maybe i just not a dialect i'm familiar with but uh
1: no because if you read it out loud the way it is phonetic, like she's typing it it phonetically yeah read it out loud it does not sound like a human dialect
0: no (laughs) so okay this 19 year old marty is moving out to the canadian frontier with her new husband clem they've decided they want to do the homesteading thing great um, I was
1: also very confused as to where they were from because the east, the east, but they still have the same accent as everybody out in the west. Like everyone yeah. has the same accent, no matter where they came from. Except I think that one girl who is from the city. So I guess they're from not a city, and just everything that's not a city has the same weird accent. I don't know. <laughs> that's <an excellent> question. <laughs> um,
0: Clem is very excited to hear that there is a vacant space open to with which to homestead upon and they ride their beat up old wagon over there too quickly and then clem dies (laughs) that's it. it it's very unclear like i guess like the wagon wheel broke and clem was like i'm gonna ride a horse somewhere i don't know if he was gonna go get help or if he was gonna go find the the plot of land i don't know but then he died in an accident of some kind they never say um and the people the surrounding neighbors um bury him and that very same day as as marty is crying in her little covered wagon uh oh fuck what's his name clark 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 approaches her and he says another cl
1: name to kill him
0: can't yeah, no man whose name doesn't start with CL could possibly be attractive. Um Clark approaches Marty and he's like, Hey, I see um I see you here now a widow. We've just buried your husband. Um, my I my wife died and I need so, I need a mama for my daughter. So what if we married so that you would have a house over your head and food in your belly? Um, and someone could take care of my daughter and then you, and then when when the wagon trains come back to head east i'll book you passage on a wagon train if you feel the need to leave still and you don't want to stay with me i just ask that you take my daughter with you because she needs a mama yeah Clark, normal. what
1: normal <laughs> And then Clark's like,
0: and I don't want to rush you, but we have to do this today because the preacher is not going to be back until Easter, and it is October.
1: <laughs> I was on board with this premise, like yeah, not uh-huh. this part. I was on board with the idea of like, okay, widowed pregnant woman dies. Yeah, oh yeah, she's, she's pregnant, pregnant also. Pregnant I forgot she's pregnant. Um, widowed pregnant woman dies in the West and husband dies she doesn't die. Yeah, we got that. Next nice. thing. <laughs> <laughs> widow widow dies. And then <laughs> her ghost is like, ooh, let's get married.
0: Now um, it's a paranormal western. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> the Weird no. West book we didn't know we needed in
1: it. Um widow's widow's husband dies and she uh, arranges a marriage with a single man in order to, you know, like for convenience basically and then they learn mm-hmm. to love each other okay i'm on board with that i'm not on board with it being the day that her husband dies right, so right after
0: right after burying because the, the the preacher is still there doing he did the last rites he did the the whole like prayer while they put him in the grave and then he's like well i got a few more hours if you want
1: to do a wedding like absolutely <laughs> how you could have done this and it not be fucking bizarre is just be like he hires her to be his yeah. housekeeper and then he has like yeah. a sister who lives with them or something so it's not improper you know <laughs> yeah can't, whatever can have
0: that yeah
1: the the fact that he, that he has to immediately marry her minutes after and i just because he's like oh i'll put you on the wagon train and go and you can go back east if that's what you choose which like good for him i will say i thought clark, stand-up clark didn't
0: guy. really do much wrong yeah
1: he was he was stand-up he was, guy who's doing his yeah. best yeah um missy's a a fucking terrorist though or not missy um marty (laughs) Marty is a fucking terrorist so like we'll get into her
0: uh there's so many questions i have about marty
1: i don't okay (laughs) clark being like okay i'll put you on the train back to uh the east if you don't like it and then what number one she's still going to be a single mother Uh uh-huh Except now she can't get remarried, presumably, because she's legally married to you. She's still married. Yeah. She's now going to have two kids? Mm -hmm. Because the one she's pregnant with, which he doesn't know about at this point, and your kid, who you're just giving up, he had offers in town. People were like, we'll take Missy for you. Yeah. And then that way you could still be near her. Right. But he's just like, no, she needs her paw. Unless she has... A ma. A ma. But these were other people who were willing to be a ma. I don't understand. A ma
0: and a pa. (laughs) A ma and a pa both. It sounded like they were even down for just babysitting while he was, like, fucking tilling the land. And he was like, no, No. I need to have her with me. But maybe, like, that's his grief. Okay. You want to have your child with you. That, you know, is the last piece you have of your spouse that has died. But, like, (laughs) this, the logic here, Clark, is not sound.
1: It's not a good plan. It's Maybe not. he was just like, I know that I am so hot. She will fall in love with me.
0: Yeah, I have no fears about that. I'm <laughs> I mean, fucking Clark Davis.
1: I'm a very confident man, and I have God on my side. That's honestly probably what it was. He probably, probably prayed is. about God it. And, will,
0: God will do me right here. Yeah,
1: he probably like prayed about it and felt a warm feeling and was like, mm, this mm. means I did right.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I've made the right choice. Thank you all. Um, <laughs> so Marty, Marty agrees to this marriage and Clark, you know, he's like, I'm going to, I have a lean to, I'll sleep in the lean to, I won't even intrude upon the house. Cause this is your house now do with it. What you want. Here's the thing about Marty is she has no practical skills, right? She is a apparent in her, in her own words, a spoiled girl from the city question mark but she's um, not from the city she's not, not she's just from a, she's just from the east I, guess. I thought
1: she was from the city because a- then that I- other character shows up and is like i'm from the city and i'm a nightmare and it's like oh okay so marty's
0: marty's we're, we're, only sub nightmare right
1: she's she can't be from the city because city folks speak this way and are different and whatever mm-hmm. so she's not from the city she's just from somewhere where she never had to do chores mm-hmm. but wasn't rich enough that she, to be like rich to be rich <laughs> yeah. right her, yeah. her and her husband had to go homesteading so it wasn't like she had money because i feel like if it was a situation of she was a spoiled little rich girl and then they cut her off mm-hmm. that would have been mentioned in the part yeah they she's... actually
0: said they didn't want her to go yeah
1: so what, what? how did this happen that she has she no skills she can't and I
0: I don't know what she and Clem were going to do rolling up to the frontier in October, nowhere to live, no crops, no animals, nothing. She doesn't know how to even cook. She doesn't, and you know that's that's fine in modern days. There's a lot of people who you know rely on pre-prepared food, or whatever. I'm not saying that that's an indictment against people who don't know how to cook. But when you're moving to the frontier and you have to have everything from scratch you you you're making all of your own meals you're taking the things from the animals that you care for like this is this is as like farm to table as you can get if I know
1: (laughs) one thing about the Canadian frontier it's a there are famously no Lean Cuisines there. There are no
0: Lean Cuisines to be found just hanging off of trees. The Lean Cuisine trees only grow further south. They only grow in the east. They only grow in the east, which is where she came from, which is why she never had to learn how to cook. She went out to her family's Lean Cuisine trees, took down a meal of turkey medallions, and put them in her little microwave.
1: It's also why she can't remember to keep the fire stoked.
0: Because she had a microwave. <laughs>
1: have to worry about
0: such things (laughs) like she doesn't even know how to how to garden i'm like these are basic skills you should have at least like read about before you decided to make your whole life and whole survival around this and showing up like right before it's gonna be the worst time of year (laughs) to be out in the middle of nowhere like what was their plan if clark was not there she would have been shivering in her little covered wagon all winter that was the plan
1: I think it
0: was the plan oh my god these people Should've are idiots
1: pregnant in a covered wagon been god. Good. it's like god had a plan it, and god had a plan and, because and, and he was like no nah, two innocent people had to die
0: so god's plan could come into action um <laughs> so she moves in with clark and then it's a chores book she takes care of missy who is a by the end of this book two years old um and marty is so angry with clark <laughs> that he would dare to ask her or like in her, in her mind, like force or trick her into this marriage, just on the, on the verge of she has no other options. Um, the day her husband died and then she carries that anger with her and, 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 uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Projects that onto Missy, this two-year-old child who has done absolutely
1: nothing. Like, I don't
0: know. It's just, she is so annoying for most of this book.
1: (laughs) I would also like to highlight the fact that in one of her early interactions with Missy, she full on hits her. Yes. twice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: like, to show dominance for no other reason than to show dominance over this child.
1: Right. And it says hard that she hits her hard. So, like, it's not like, you know, don't hit a kid, period. But, you know, like how people nowadays are like, well, it's not really thin. You I just gave a him a little swat on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. That's fucked as shit still. But... <laughs> she specifies that she hits her hard twice yes. and she stops crying and learns to mind her after that. So this book is a hundred percent advocating that you hate your kids mm-hmm. who are less than two year old kids in order to get them to mind you. And also a complete
0: stranger who's asking you to take off all stranger. your clothes. Mm-hmm. No, Missy was in the right. <laughs>
1: Missy did nothing wrong.
0: Um, stranger also, was asking her to get naked. Right.
1: Not stranger danger. Don't, don't listen to this person who's wanting into your house. Missy, you have yeah. good instincts.
0: You do. Uh,
1: But then also, there are, like, a few other instances where Missy does something vaguely childlike that, of course, cannot be allowed because children are not allowed to do childlike things. No. Um, uh -uh. And Marty, like, has the thought of, like, she wanted to hit her or she wanted to smack her. And I'm like, I have spent a decent amount of of time around children. I babysat as a teen. Like, I have Mm -hmm. friends who have kids. I don't have kids myself, but neither does Marty at this point. So I feel like we're on the same level. (laughs) I have never in my life thought I want to hit that child, no right. matter what the child is doing. Like mm-hmm. I don't care how annoying the child is being. It is a child. You don't hit the kid because they're being annoying to you. And the fact that that is the first thought that pops into her mind, she is a terrible person. Like I, <clears throat> Marty is yeah. awful. I hate Marty's her so, so much.
0: annoying so annoying and she's so mean to Clark for so long
1: for no goddamn (laughs) reason reason.
0: all he does is buy her things and make sure that she is comfortable in this home where she is like where he is a stranger to her and he never wants to impose on her he doesn't care that she makes him pancakes to eat three meals a day for two weeks (laughs) he doesn't say a fucking word when she destroys the interior of his house with water on the walls like he doesn't Clark is the patience of a saint. This book really he did is. not get mad at her. At the very beginning of this book, Marty takes a nap, and Missy, the two-year-old, climbs out of the crib, walks a mile through the Canadian wilderness to find her pot, someone else's farm. Marty wakes up, who knows how much later, Marty frantically up- looking for this child. Marty wakes
1: up ready to slap.
0: Marty wakes up primed to slap. <laughs> somebody and and the child is riding home with her paw on a horse like and and marty gets pissed (laughs) she's like instead of saying like wow i should have you know this is what it's gonna be like to be a mother to a young child who is very mobile i i need to be on my guard she was like i wasn't gonna be fucking embarrassed about that piece of shit and what she did to me like she's two and you're a stranger (laughs) Good God, Marty. Just because you tell a two-year-old you're her mama doesn't mean that two-year-old's going to believe you.
1: This book really is like if Little House on the Prairie was mixed with Amelia Bedelia. Like, if, in the worst possible way.
0: And and if old man Shovel Hands was also the wife and it was just Shovel Hands Marty scaring her family into submission <laughs>
1: <laughs> i feel like this this could be a really good like horror movie right of like absolutely of like you marry this girl it's like, like
0: that movie orphan yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 to like try to
1: like oh you're trying to do her a favor and protect her and then it you know she turns out to be like a demon or whatever yeah she actually like, just with kills men twist. as a hobby <laughs> yeah yeah i'd be into it i'd watch that for sure you
0: know what yeah but uh, this goes a completely different direction. Marty is is surprised to find that Clark is a religious man. Uh, she is very much a just just Christmas story, sort of. Like, I've heard the birth about the birth of Christ, but that's all I know.
1: This was the very annoying thing that evangelicals do and seem to believe of, oh, if we just told people the Bible story, they'd be so into it. They would love it. They'd immediately turn their mm-hmm. heart to God. And I'm like... Sigh. I don't know if you guys have realized this, but most of the people who are, like, extremely atheist, like, aggressively atheist, were raised Christian. Like, it started I don't
0: know. with the reading of the Bible for a like, lot of people.
1: People who are, like, aggressively against religion, usually were in that religion to start. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, uh. if you just if you just read a few Psalms, then they're going to turn their hearts to God and... That'll be fine. <laughs> I feel like this happens in the Christmas shoes, too, of people being like, oh, I'd never heard of the Bible. I'm like, how? You have. How? Stop lying. thing is Stop based lying. off of a
0: biblical story. Like... Right.
1: You're, you've either lived in a, in a little bean pod for the 30 years of your life or you're lying to me. Like, I don't know which it is, but it's one of the two. You know, th- obviously, this is not true for cultures that are not the U.S. or Canada, which are heavily influenced by uh, Christianity. But like yes. if you are from one of those cultures and you're Christmas choosing or you're softly coming your heart, you know, like <laughs> 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 you're gonna sit here and tell Stop. me you've never heard of anything from the Bible. That guy's <laughs> called love comes softly.
0: Oh to be fair, I guess to Marty, it seemed like there were there were no other books. They had, like, children's books.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean you haven't heard the Bible. Like- so when
0: she finally heard someone read this story aloud to her. she was so rapturous at the fact that there was a story she had not heard before. She was like, it wouldn't have mattered if it was this or if it was fucking Winnie the Pooh. Should have been like, that's my religion now. I, I'm Winnie the Poohian.
1: I don't believe that wherever she came from in the East...
0: <laughs> when I die, I'm going to the Hundred Acre Woods.
1: I don't believe that wherever she came from in the East didn't have, like she's no she's i yeah there's no way she this. didn't
0: know the story right. of the resurrection like
1: she's confused about the fact that they don't have a preacher like there every sunday so that yeah. implies that where she came from there was a preacher to preach at her and she she's
0: like she's never heard
1: the word amen before is <laughs> but this is the thing that like evangelical lit does of being yeah. like oh, painting it's... the non-religious as a stooge yeah, being like, oh, it, clearly once you hear the great word, the only reason that you're not down here ripping at your bosom and crying out for Jesus and, and you know, weeping about his great resurrection is because you you just haven't heard the story before. It's like, no. No, we've heard it. <laughs> We're good. There's a point in this book where she. <laughs> Sorry
0: they're telling they're telling the story you know the whole jesus died on the cross for our sins and was resurrected three days later and she in her internal monologue goes like i'm so sorry jesus i didn't know you died for me i'm so i'll I'll make it up to you (laughs) Like, girl oh my god oh my god okay okay it's, it's just, it tickles my funny bone. It's
1: childlike, right? <laughs> yes. It's, it's childlike. Yes. And she and She's 19. Okay? She's 19. She shouldn't be doing, mm-hmm. you know, she shouldn't be getting married twice. But here we are. Uh,
0: yeah. So the family kicks along for a while. So, uh, if, a family that lives nearby, the Grams, Ma Graham, uh, becomes close friends with Marty, teaches her how to be. A functional person in the West, the wild West of Canada teaches her how to cook, teaches her how to, I mean, like Marty knows how to sew and shit. So she's got that going for her. But like, you know, the finer points of like homesteading, grandma Graham is there. Um, and things just kind of bump along. Marty and Clark get a little bigger <laughs> or in Marty's words, she becomes more comfortable talking to him, uh, especially in the winter months when there is literally nothing to do, but sit inside and talk. Um, she goes, grows closer to Missy, who they both eventually start referring to Marty as mama. Um, and and then she gives birth to a little healthy baby boy who she names Claridge Luke, uh, for her husband, her previous husband, Clem Claridge. What a name. What a fucking name. Clem Claridge.
1: Yet another C L.
0: CL, yep. Uh, and uh, Luke for her dad. Here's the thing about Marty's parents, do they do they just did they just give up the daughter for lost forever? Like I, don't, they
1: do I th- they? Is there no mail? I think there's no mail because okay. if there's no wagon train going back east, there's probably no mail. I mean, I didn't I didn't find that unlikely, but I also didn't think I just, about it too much.
0: I just feel like, yeah, I guess that there's no wagon train, but I don't know, man. That seems that's wild to me. That absolutely wild.
1: Well, but also consider that if we look at families like Ma, what's her face, Ma, where they Brian. have like eight thousand children, you know, mm. she says she has a bunch of sisters, so maybe there's like, yeah, it's just yeah, one whatever. of them. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> it's probably fine. I've
0: got enough people to talk to. It's fine. <laughs> um, and let's see. Then the then the big thing. Okay. Let's just talk about the Laura and sally Ann of it mm-hmm. all, I guess. Because really nothing, nothing happens. The barn burns down. The barn burns down.
1: They rebuild it.
0: They rebuild the barn. That's, That's I mean. it. <laughs> That's when Clark That's-
1: moves into the house, I think. The yeah. He also burns down. I don't know. I no, they, by- when they
0: rebuild the barn, they also add bedrooms to the house. Mm. And then Clark moves into one of those bedrooms. And then the kids will also occupy another of the bedrooms. It's basically it's the sad thing where like Clem is preparing to have Clem's dead. Clem, sorry, Clark is preparing to have <laughs> Marty, Missy, and Claire there, in Claridge, uh, with him forever. He's like he's orchestrating, organizing his entire life around this family unit. And at the same time, Marty's like can't wait to get out of here. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take all three of us and go. I guess and leave Clark <laughs> by himself with his animals. <laughs> That's Let fucking Clark. cruel, Marty.
1: Yeah, she's awful. But she decides not to go person. because they Just fall. love on comes it. softly.
0: Yeah, love comes softly is the thing. Um, so we do. We get a. We get a uh, cautionary tale, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, there, Ma Graham has two daughters. Okay, they're the fucking Brady Bunch ma Graham's first husband died leaving her with three young kids she remarried a man who also had three young kids but then they decided to have like 10 more kids after that and then like 12 of them died and 12 of them died so, them died, so it's and
1: okay somehow they're left with 18
0: i don't know <laughs> it doesn't make sense the numbers don't add up um the two oldest are both daughters one is a beautiful beautiful nice talented sally Ann. the other one's ugly old laura
1: Sally Ann loves Laura. Sally Ann loves Laura her so much.
0: Laura hates everybody because she is feels inferior <laughs> to Sally Ann.
1: And Marty's like, I will try to befriend Laura, and then we see her absolutely never try to be. She never Laura. does th-
0: sh- Yeah. <laughs> Here, Marty. Marty gets all these visits from all these women, and all she does is like judge them or be like, "Oh, I pity her, and I want to give her help," and then doesn't do anything about it, but pats herself on the back for noticing. It's very. Very
1: <laughs> there's a lot reminiscent of reminiscent of a
0: lot of people in the Christian community.
1: There's a lot of her noting who who is sh- like in need of a friend and being like, I will be that friend, and then her absolutely not doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, Oh look at those the the less fortunate family and uh the the husband's a loser, but I feel bad for the wife and maybe I'll be her friend. And she says hi to her at a party once and that's it. Um, did her a huge favor there. I'm sure. Just
1: so good, such a good, generous Christian soul.
0: Uh, so, Sally Ann is set to marry her beau, some some beefcake. I don't know his name. Clifford. And I don't know. It's so cute. <laughs> and everyone is so happy. This is such a this is such a perfect union. Just a joining of two good Christian souls. And then Laura starts acting up. She's disappearing all times of day. She's mad at everyone. Ma Graham confronts her. She's like, what the fuck is up with you? And Laura's like, you're not my mom. And Ma's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know you felt that way. I tried to treat you as your mother this whole time. Uh, and Laura's like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm getting married. And Ma's like, who the fuck are you marrying? And she's like, I'm <laughs> marrying the the local drunkard uh, who everyone knows is a bad guy because he drinks. And ma graham is just inconsolable she's like no you don't have to do that we'll find you another man you can stay at home blah 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 laura says i'm pregnant with his child so they have to go through at the wedding now right i hate it yep (laughs) they go through at the wedding well they have both weddings on the same day because the preacher's only there for like five seconds um and, and it's, and Marty even says like, I, you know, she's, she's stitching them pillowcases. And she's like, I tried not to let my feelings show, but for one set of pillowcases, I was so happy and joyous and glad to be stitching them. And the others, I was just sad and hated doing it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, they, they go off and they have like a whole house raisin and stuff for Sally Ann and her new husband. Cause they don't have anything, but they don't do anything like that for Laura because her, her husband already has a house. Um and then and then Laura kind of just like kind of drops off the face of the planet for a while uh, until they find her dead body.
1: Dead in a ditch. Dead in a ditch because her husband
0: was abusive.
1: And then they go and confront the husband and are like you better leave. You yeah, better, Clark, you better before go to Eddie- the next town. And it's like okay, so do you see how this is this is troubling and very reminiscent of like modern issues of instead of I don't know actually
0: holding men accountable for their actions. Reparative
1: justice that you're just like, we're not going to deal with this anymore. And you can go do this exact same thing somewhere else. Yeah. It's a good look.
0: Yeah. Maybe they'll give him a seat on the Supreme court of the wild. Uh. (laughs)
1: West. But that was again, like the beating the two year old that is presented as if that was the right move. And I'm like, it was
0: not, no, you should have, you should have let, laura's dad kill him
1: <laughs> i would have been much more satisfied as a reader even aside from the like because literally he's just like i don't know what happened her, and they're like okay well i guess you better leave and never come he back said here. she
0: was alive when i left her though i did have to beat her up a little bit right
1: and it's like instead of anybody being like hey that was not cool they're literally just like oh okay well just go to the next town i guess we're all sick of you here
0: <laughs> okay Justice for Laura. Justice for Laura. She's never going to get it. They bury yeah. her. at sad. Um, and then, and then Claire swallows a button and they have to take him to the doctor. So the thing with the doctor is, like, Clark spent a lot of time con- trying to convince a doctor to move to their podunk little town. It wasn't big enough to have a doctor, but he, like, bought a doctor. I don't know. I don't know. Dunno. It was supposed to be a surprise, uh, and he wanted for,
1: him there before, before the baby Marty was born. gave birth, but, but he out. wasn't. Yeah,
0: but he's there now. Uh, Clara just is choking on a button that Missy dropped on the floor, and uh, they saved the baby. It's fine, and uh, there the doctor is like, "Hey." You might as well go spend the night at the hotel across the street because this your baby i I probably gave him morphine or something <laughs> fucked up, and he's gonna be sleeping all night, so just go across the street to the hotel and come back tomorrow morning and uh, they go to check in at the hotel and Clark's like, "Well, I guess I better go back across the street to sleep at the hospital because he's still doing that whole like we're not gonna share a room situation and Marty realizes she loves him, so she's like, no, Clark, stay and That's then they the hug. Of the book. And then they hug and that's the end of the fucking book. Because love comes softly.
1: (sighs) Here's my one. God, this was
0: 99% chores.
1: My one suggestion for a thing. Much like if twirling was masturbation, Uh that would make that book better. Is pouring coffee giving someone an orgasm?
0: (laughs) Yep. Every time they poured a cup of coffee, they fucked.
1: (laughs) It was like in a normal moment's (laughs) book. That would be There's what that is. so much coffee. There's so much coffee drinking. And every time she's like, I have to make sure I pour him his second cup before he gets my cup. And then he, like, gets her cup and, and she fills her mad. cup up. And she's like, oh, God, I can't believe he filled my cup. And I'm like, if this was orgasms instead of coffee and it was like... Her understanding that it's important for him to make sure she has an orgasm. I'd be into this, but it's just coffee. So it's It's kind of like coffee. And also Clark still would
0: have done nothing wrong. (laughs) Marty.
1: (laughs) Oh, God.
0: I'm going to see how many times Clark says good coffee in this book. But that's that's right.
1: Good coffee. She realizes that is the one thing that she can cook well and do for him. And I'm Mm. like, yeah, again, if this is like a a non-clean romance book, it would be like well, I guess we're just sex friends. <laughs> it makes it, it's a perfect translation.
0: Like, uh, uh, he only says it four times, but it feels like so much more.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, they have coffee. They
0: have coffee does. constantly. They constantly. drink coffee more than they drink water.
1: They drink coffee and milk, and that's, yeah, and
0: that's it. it. Yep. And as a
1: milk drinker, I found the amount of milk drunk in this book a little excessive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh i don't drink milk and it was wild to me (laughs) just chugging that cold cold milk all day long
1: Uh, she's gotta drink milk for the baby i mean like i guess because the alternative would be coffee which has caffeine in it and that's Mm. not good that's not good for children (laughs) right or water which probably has like dysentery or whatever Mm. in it so i Mm -hmm. guess milk kind of is the best option i don't know
0: I guess they could have they could have boiled it and put it put it in the yeah. snow. I don't know, man. Oh man. Was there anything else you wanted to mention about this book?
1: This book I... had so many opportunities for good cute flirty hijinks. Yep. yep. And they were all missed. Like they did no flirting in this book. There was no None. sexual tension whatsoever.
0: So awkward.
1: They they basically were roommates and they were roommates for the entire book until the very last bit and then it because the whole premise of this the love comes softly thing is like this thing that ma told her about of like mm-hmm. oh my first husband i was horny for my second husband we got married first and because we needed to and then we like learned to love each other love comes softly yeah. not boom pal yes um, so that's like the whole point of the title right but i'm like i don't you still need you still need to flirt at least once. At least once to make me believe you're compatible. When the, the whole chicken thing happened where she's like, I'm going to catch a chicken. And then like a bunch of hijinks happen and she couldn't get the chicken. She cut off its beak instead of its head and should have catched another chicken. So and it was much sled <laughs> all over everything. I was like, at any point during that, he could have come in and been like, what are you doing? And yeah. then taught her how to catch chicken correctly. Mm-hmm. And then they could have had a little ghost moment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they, like, they
0: swing the axe together. <laughs> Blood sprays across their
1: faces. But instead, it was just like she learns how to do things completely on her own. And he is like, hmm, that's cool. I'm glad you learned to do that. And I'm that's...
0: right proud of, uh, of your Marty.
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> so many unnecessary E's and R's.
0: There's <laughs> a book. That's the book, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if I were you, read it. It's not, you're not missing out.
1: Well, what do we want? What do we want from this genre?
0: Um, you should go first. This was your genre you presented to the table.
1: Like, usually with the third book, I'm like, I want this to make it maybe possible that I'll like it. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like with this genre, the way that I am defining it, of it has to be marketed, or like the uh-huh. the cleanness has to be the, the no point.
0: sex has to be prominent, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know that you can make it enjoyable. So Agreed. I think that maybe the for one us. thing, right? <laughs> well, <for anyway>. uh, <laughs> I think maybe the one thing I would say just to round it out would be maybe we should try to read a contemporary that uh-huh. makes a point of being clean, but. Those I feel are harder to find. Yeah. Um, I
0: feel like a lot of them probably re- revolve around like S.A. <laughs> mm-hmm. So not, not I mean, you know, an important topic, but not normally one that you would read for enjoyment, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but there could be there could just be uh, contemporary romance where someone doesn't want to have sex for reasons all their own that aren't religious. I don't know. I'll look for it
1: yeah I don't know I don't I don't know that I feel like clean romance fits so easily into historicals because mm-hmm. we have lied about how much sex people were having yes in history and so we can like perpetuate this myth that like it's normal to not have sex until marriage so yeah i I would be interested to read a contemporary that's that the point is the lack of sex but I don't, yes. know. I don't know how
0: that would look. Same. Same. Yeah. And without it, yeah. Well, I'll I'll look. I'll see what I can find. And you know what? If it's a repeat, it's a repeat.
1: You know, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whatever happens, happens.
1: Whatever happens, happens. It's in God's hands now. It's in
0: God's hands now. <laughs> oh, well
1: what are we reading next week uh next week we are going to be back with a meow meow monday with warriors 4 rising storm um the week after that we will be reading um the next book in our ttrpg books series uh which was specifically suggested uh by chris thanks chris who suggested that we read a Drist book, which is really why we started doing this unit. We
0: just had to pad it out with other choices of our own (laughs) making, which weren't good.
1: (laughs) Um, So we are reading the first book in the Drist series, not the first book published, but the first book in the series, which is uh, the Dark Elf Trilogy, Book One Homeland by R.A. Salvatore. And uh, for those who don't know, that is set in dungeons and dragons world uh, the forgotten right. Realms. yeah how exciting Fun i'm looking times. forward
0: to it i'm hoping it's better than Toriador.
1: <laughs> it's gotta be better than Toriador, right <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah surely surely <laughs> uh <laughs> in the meantime if you have any books or units you'd like for us to cover on the podcast you can tweet at us at shelfawarecast or email us shelfawarecast at gmail.com as always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, Marty's going to come to your house and and spank you twice no. as a show of dominance. <laughs> if you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of Jeanette Oak, Laura looked shyly at him in a way that made Marty hope maybe, with the help of a good woman's love, this man could indeed change. He killed her. He killed her, He Marty. did
1: later kill her. Good God. Also, I want to say I was looking up coffee to see if I could find any good coffee quotes.
0: And <laughs> make um, them sexy. <laughs>
1: it's 96 mentions of coffee in this 200-some page. Book. Oh my
0: God That's too many! (laughs) Too many! Oh, all right, I'm done. (laughs) Oh
1: Oh my my god, go away! Get out of here! Are they mowing again? Yeah, I'm trying to tell how badly it's picking up.
0: I can't hear it if that makes you feel any better, but I also have my volume down low.
1: all right we'll keep going okay um
0: okay so i'll talk louder to cover over no, the that, sounds that, of the no, mowing no, no, Ah! No situation um so she two she, of them. she huh there's two of them now <laughs> the competing who can mow louder near Em's
1: window are you fucking kidding me but it is, is- why are they doing this?
0: I don't know, please, please, take a break, have dinner. I know it's the least hot part of the day, but it's, is it even hot there yet for you guys? Yeah,
1: it's kind of hot, but they could do it in the morning instead of at night. That's true,
0: that is a more normal time too, Um, (laughs) I don't know. 7.30 is a weird time to be doing that, I agree. okay, sorry. No, you're good.
1: I think they've moved away now.
0: Um,